my recording. Welcome to Insight Flicks. I'm Mike, and like always, I'm here with my brothers, Richard and Raymond. Guys, say hello. Hello, people. Hey. Uh, this episode, we're going to discuss Palm Springs. This is the new original Hulu film that stars Andy Samberg and Kristen Milioti. Uh, but before we get into that discussion, we did see, me, well, me and Rich saw Greyhound and the Old Guard. Greyhound is the new Apple TV uh, war film with Tom Hanks. And the Old Guard is the Netflix action movie with Charlize Theron. Let's just go in real quick with our reviews, uh, just real quick before we get into uh, Palm Springs. Uh, Rich, what was your thoughts on Old Guard? Uh, this is, well, typical Netflix. I mean, it's either okay or good, but only very some of them are awesome. And so this one's just okay to me. Uh, it's just an okay action flick. It's uh, pretty much like Bloodshot. <laughs> I yeah. mean, yeah. Uh, I, know. It, I, was, I was thinking the same thing. That it, yeah. it, for whatever reason, it felt like Bloodshot. It's a, a comic book movie, so it's it's. Well, they're both it, they're both involved like secret superhuman mercenaries who are mm -hmm. basically immortal. Uh, you know, Bloodshot is immortal, basically. And they both, their villains are both kind of these mysterious tech scientist moguls who want to uh, exploit the superpowers for nefarious reasons. Right. And I thought Bloodshed did a better job at the tech science mm. thing. Than, okay, than, than, well. But the, I think the immortal, uh, the immortal mercenaries was more, far more interesting in, in, in Old Guard. Yeah, this one had a better, this one had a better concept for me. Uh, as far as that, uh, uh, as far as Bloodshot goes, this mm -hmm. one's a better concept, but um, but the screenplay, which was written by the the comic book writer Greg Rucka, uh, the the comic book creator, uh, it, it was wasn't as good. I mean, not, I mean, not not that Bloodshot was great, but yeah, yeah. It, uh, I mean, and the direction on it was um, just okay. It was written. It was directed by uh, Gina Prince uh, by by the Wood. And by the Wood. Yeah, and uh, she's a a dramatic act, uh, dr uh, director so far. Uh, she did Love and Basketball, Secret Life of Bees, and, and uh, um, Beyond the Lights. Oh, Beyond the Lights. Okay, they're all dr dramas. They're all dramas. This one, so so this one's a jump, and there wasn't that much <laughs> uh, drama to direct in this this one really, and the action. Sure, it has some you know good action scenes in it, but it wasn't as on par with uh, the Extraction, for for example. Netflix. Well, let's other. let's not compare. Let's not compare it to Extraction. How about Bloodshot? Would you say that the action was as good or better than or worse than Bloodshot? I say it's about the same. Yeah, that's a good uh, comparison because I do feel look the strong there are strong action sequences in Old Guard. But they're way better in John Wick's series, and I mean, yeah, yeah. But no, compared to Bloodshot, uh, I don't know. Uh, this is tough. It's, it's like, uh, well, uh, I wanted to add. The reason I'm bringing this up is because the director has actually been attached to a lot of comic book movies these past decade, really. Uh, the big one being Silver and Black for Sony. Sony's constantly trying to get her attached to uh, Spider-Man films or Spider-Man spinoff films, and her name's always. Uh, being brought up and I feel like she's eventually going to probably do a comic book movie for Sony and like do you, do you guys think after seeing this movie that like you you want her to do uh, a, a Marvel movie or not not really 
Uh, she has some talent. She has some talent, but for the for the action scenes, you need to get an action director to to, to, I th- to I think design the, it. I, mean, I think that the the fight choreography was pretty good in Old Guard. So the direction itself was kind of. And I had a, like a television vibe to it, like a very mm-hmm. CW kind of a way of direction. Uh, you know, the director by the wood used source material or source music. Um, oh yes, that was which felt course, yeah. very much like like TV or something from the CW, where you know source so, music. Yeah, or like yeah. you know mo- modern music or whatever you want to call it. Oh, okay, like, okay. Just dance tracks, basically. Like yeah, contemporary but stuff. Contemporary R and B songs that were that were just misplaced. Yeah, it felt out of, me, out of place. For me, it felt out of place, or it feels like more something that you would do on TV, where you know, like on this episode, the music was provided by you know such and such. Yeah. And such. You know, that's what it feels like in this movie, where mm. there was a couple tracks that she used that felt out of place. Yeah, I mean, this is an okay action movie. It's not that. Yeah. What? Well, yeah. Look, the main reason I dislike this movie or didn't like this movie as much as some other action movies that came out this year was the villain in this movie the villain in this movie mm. is kind of pretty bad and he is not the guy who plays him it's just he he I, there's like a mark zuckerberg type of character that i don't you know it was kind of laughable do you think it could have worked with the right actor or was it just the way it was written as well it was uh, it was a screenplay it's the way it was written yeah mm-hmm. so don't bl- it's not the actor's fault right or? I don't think so. I mean, no, I, I'm, I don't blame the actor. I blame the, the okay. script. Uh, the screenplay was pretty. It followed a lot of the typical comic book tropes in in this in this screenplay. You got superhumans here who hate being who hate their superpowers. They feel unappreciated. They they feel they feel their immortality is a curse and a blessing. You know, that's typical comic book stuff that mm-hmm. you know I've seen better in other movies or better better in TV, other television shows. It just feels kind of uh, tired and generic it just feels very generic and I have no problems with the with uh, Charlie Starin I had no problems with the action sequences really like the first half of this movie I thought was really good because it, it, it reminded me of something like a mission impossible with a like a supernatural bent to it mm-hmm. but uh the that second half with the villain and, and I just didn't like it you know Look, I'll say this. I think Old Guard has set up a kind of decent storyline to do more films. And I think the sequel might be more interesting than this this one. Yeah, hopefully. And hopefully they get another uh, screenwriter. I mean, uh, sure, uh, Greg Rucka has a good premise. I mean, he, give him the story credit, but get a real screenwriter to, to write a screenplay for it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rich, what's, what's your grade? I'm just going to give this a, a C+. Plus. I'm going to give this a C, which is something that uh, I think I give Bloodshot a C. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. uh, and which is I mean, both movies I didn't love, but both movies I don't hate. So it's uh, I I do recommend it, I guess, because it's yeah, there's because something... it, it's it's it is entertaining. I mean, it is entertaining, but don't don't go in overhyping them. For, for, yeah, don't listen yeah. to the hype. This is this yeah. has kind of been overhyped, but yeah. Uh, like I said, I did like the premise more be- than Bloodshot, and it's got some good meat but in it, but the the meal itself wasn't very satisfying. <laughs> All right, let's get into Greyhound, which is the the World War II thriller from uh, Tom Hanks. Uh, it's ninety minutes. It's yeah, it's short. Yeah, uh, it's not on par with the other um, 
uh, submarine battles films to me. I mean, maybe K-19. <laughs> we don't make her. I haven't seen that in a long time. <laughs> but uh, it is short. But to compare this to U-5, because I remember you, you were a big fan of U-571 when it came out. Yeah. Compare Greyhound to that movie. No, I like U-571 better. But this is, yeah, no, no, no. I mean, this is this is an okay butt film. But to me, it seems like a, a good, you know, like uh, uh, Band of Brothers episode. Uh Mm-hmm. Well, maybe not even Band of Brothers. Maybe the Pacific. Because <laughs> the Pacific, yeah. yeah. Band of Brothers is total excellence. So, yeah, this is, this is probably a good episode of the Pacific. So, um, yeah, Tom Hanks wrote it himself. Oh. And, yeah, and, Can you tell? No, uh, uh, no it, I don't think so. No, because uh, it, uh, although it is written by him, uh, it's more, he knows his... Uh, it's all character. It, and well, it, no, and no, it's not all character. It, it's all it's all jargon. It's all technical jargon. The the screenplay. It's all as far as, is, as far as words go. There's not many much words in it. I mean, right. to me, I mean, this is this is all your your focus on Tom the whole movie, and he, you 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 don't you never lose focus, and uh, but but it's a it's another okay film for me. Uh, it's it's um, yeah, yeah, it's just solid not, enough. It's not, yeah, it's solid. Well, what's, what's what's your grade? Uh, you know what? I'm gonna go a little higher than a C plus. It's actually a B minus to me because U five seven one was probably a, a B plus to me. You but love this, this genre though. We should we should point yes, that out. Yes, that's true. I mean, I, I I love war films, especially short ones. I mean, there, there's not a lot. <laughs> but of you them. love, but you love the, like these submarine movies. And yeah, stuff I love the thought into it. Like I love how um, uh, the strategies in it. Mm-hmm. And but this isn't one of like you wouldn't put this in like your top five submarine movies or like like you wouldn't put this with like K nineteen. I haven't seen K nineteen in a long time, uh, but yeah, probably. I mean, uh, it it's just mm, yeah, it's got to be better than K nineteen. But yeah, Hunt for Red October's but way better, and uh, Crimson Tide is way better. And didn't your Rob Butler make a couple of those movies? Gerard oh yeah, Butler? yeah, yeah. He did one with Gary uh, Gary Ellman. <laughs> did you watch that one, Rich? No, I missed it out. I missed out on that one. Maybe that would have been the good comparison. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, my thoughts on Gr- Greyhound was this is one of the best movies of the year for me. No, I loved no I one. loved this movie. I loved this movie. I love the fact that it's only ninety minutes. I'm a, I'm on the edge of my f- seat the whole time. I would really compare. Look, I didn't like U five seven one when it came out. I still no, don't. you didn't. I remember that. And I don't like. Uh, well, I mean K nineteen. I don't like you. I don't remember that much about it. But uh, I think it's this guy be better than that. This is no. This is not like uh, Crimson Tide or or what's the other one? Hunt Hunt for the October. Yeah, uh, those are kind of dramas. I would compare Greyhound more to nineteen seventeen or Dunkirk, where it's a fly on the wall experience. You're kind mm. of in here. I- you, I, can, I sense that. Yeah, this is ninety minutes, but it's it's set over the course of maybe three days on sea. They're in battle for the whole time. It's filled with jargon. Everyone's talking about this and that, and there is the U five seven boats here, or there where the coordinates here, and you know we have to go to you know change the rudder to right, left to you know all it's all this jargon and it's it's fantastic because you're really kind of immersed in with this crew. And I love the fact that, you know, Tom Hanks is the commander. He's taking charge. This is his first command. So he mm-hmm. is kind of 
uh, not sure of himself, but he has to show that he's in command no matter what, even when the when the situations are very dire. And uh, I love the fact that all the officers in the you know in the background here are babyface. You know, they're, yeah, they're young true. kids. They're, they're, there's, there's no pretty boys here. There's no John Bon Jovi in this in this cast. <laughs> and I love the fact that the, you know they're using these basic radar devices. It kind of reminds me of like Apollo 13, where you know they have to use their ingenuity and their mathematical skills to figure out where the the Nazi U-boats are going to attack next. Sure, that's the reality. That's the reality Tom Hanks puts into like the Band of Brothers in the Pacific. Right, so right. And I, yeah. I, so I loved all that stuff. I love how they're writing the mathematical equations on 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 the radar itself and like figuring it out. It, at times, it reminds me of Jaws because the, the Nazi mm. U-boats are kind of floating under. We don't really see them. We just see once they emerge from the water, we see like they're a little like a, like a like the like the Jaws flint a fin. You know, like mm-hmm. we see it like oh, it's it's in there. And I really. I thought it was a great experience. I was on edge of my seat, like I said, and I loved the movie. And I really thought this uh, this is one of the better films of the year. And I I, I love it. I, I agree with Tom Hanks because he had said that he wished this movie came out in, in theaters. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh I, I kind of see his point. This, I think, this would have been a better experience in the movie theater with the sound and all that stuff, and, and uh, you know, hopefully, see it with the biggest screen you got in your house, mm-hmm. and put the sound up high, and you, I think you will get a better, uh, better enjoyment. Yes. Direction-wise, it was much better directed than uh, the uh, the old guard, and and, and it, it's the. Uh, uh, it, for a fifty million dollar movie, it's pretty damn good because the the only the only flaw it has is is the special effects. I mean, they are a little dated, but still. It's uh, okay. Uh, well, I, again, just based on the tra- based off the trailer for um, the Greyhound, the Greyhound to me looks like a movie that uh, it's it's it doesn't look realistic. Yeah. It doesn't look realistic, and all it's very glossy. It's very like visual effectsy, and I. Well, you're, when you're talking about something like 1917, yeah, you're with the characters, but you also feel like it's actually happening, like it's a kind of a bit of an immersive experience and that you feel like you're with the characters. I don't think people are going to have that quite that reaction to a movie like The Greyhound because you can clearly tell you're watching a film. I see what you mean, yes. I, I had the same kind of uh, problems with the trailer, too, that feels very fake. I, while watching the movie, you kind of, mm. kind of accept it. Yeah, and I don't think you... I think it's a lot better than you would expect from from just watching the trailer the you could tell these are large sets that they're on but i think yeah it, they are sets yeah yeah and then you can tell there is special effects in this movie because it's, there's no way they're in in the middle of the ocean <laughs> but uh yeah you just kind of accept it it doesn't i i, I wasn't distracted by it yeah I, for me this was one of the better movies of the year uh, so i'll give it an a for sure an a. cool yeah, yeah i guess so whoa hey so, oh, so really quick, you would put this in your top five Tom Hanks movies? No, 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 no. But, like, I would say this is better than Sully. I would say this is better than uh, Bridge of Spies, uh, Saving Mr. Banks. Not not as good as Captain Phillips, no. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it's, look, it's... You're naming movies that I really like. <laughs> yeah, I know. This is... Again, I think this is more of a... This is not like a drama piece where you get to know the character. This is more you're on the... You're on the deck with these guys, and you're experiencing this kind of mission. This three Dunkirk, yeah, kind of like well, Dunkirk. He, he hates, he hates Dunkirk, and I think this is better than Dunkirk. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, that's a very controversial thing to say. 
<laughs> do you, guys, do you ever see Cloud Atlas? No, no, no I want to check it out though. Yeah, you know, a lot of people don't like Cloud Atlas for some reason. I like it. I think we should review that movie sometime because it's just such a such a weird film. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, maybe we should. We should. Um, it's like, look, Tom Hanks has done a really some really great films in his filmography, and this ranks. This doesn't rank high up there, but this I, again, I think I love the the experience of watching this film. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you this. All right. This is one of the best Elizabeth Shue movies. <laughs> this is better than Larry Crown, then, right? <laughs> this is, yeah, this is definitely better than some of the stuff he directed himself. Yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, that was our review of Old Guard and Greyhound. We'll get uh, Raymond's thoughts later. Well, I'll probably never watch the Old Guard, but <laughs> oh, really? Give it a shot. It's oh. Netflix. Who cares? All right, maybe, maybe. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Uh, so let's get to our the, the movie we all saw. The main event. The main course. <laughs> so let's get to Palm Springs. It's going to be a beautiful wedding. Here you are, standing on the precipice of something so much bigger than anyone here. But always remember, you are not alone. I don't think that we met. I'm Sarah. Niles. Hi. Hi. It's going to be a beautiful wedding. Uh, we're going to start with just a non-spoiler review, and then we'll get into it. Very non. Yeah, very non-spoiler. Real quick, and then we'll end uh, the episode with just kind of full-on discussion with what... We'll dive into a lot of the scenes in, in the film and really kind of discuss the whole plot devices and all the, and the characters and all that stuff. Uh, Palm Springs, Rich, it's a, it's a romantic comedy, right? Uh, it's a romantic comedy with an existential twist. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, it stars who? Andy Samberg. Uh, Kristen Malati from uh, and J.K. Simmons. Uh, Peter Gallagher. Uh, star- Superman himself, Tyler Hoechlin. Uh, June Squibb. And I guess uh, Riverdale star, Camila, Camila Mendez. And also Meredith and Hagner. And this is set against the backdrop of a wedding in Palm Springs. Sandberg right. is Niles. He's a wedding guest who basically falls in love with the bride's sister, Sarah. She is played by Kristen Miliati. Milati, yeah. And she is kind of, I guess she's kind of the black sheep of the family. She has issues, right? Mm-hmm. But Niles also has issues. And their relationship starts as a fling. But because of certain circumstances, the, their fling becomes, or their fling turns into a partnership, and then a love story emerges. But this is nowhere near like a typical rom com. This is kind of, uh, this is very different. This is uh, certainly. Um, it's a high concept movie? Yeah, I would say so, yeah. It, yeah. Start, it starts off with a big laugh, <laughs> and that's the, uh, the, 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 uh, the logo for the new logo for Lonely Island Classics. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Forgot about that. I was like, what is Rich thinking? <laughs> we should mention that uh, this is produced by Lonely Island, which is Andy Samberg and his friends uh, Akiva Schaefer and Jorma Ticconi. They produced this. They also produced uh, Brigsby Bear, which is another kind mm. of genre-bending comedy that starts off one way and then it goes. And, and we all there. recommend that one. We all recommend that. That's a great film. But it kind of, it kind of like this movie. It starts off one way, and we think it's going in this direction, but then it goes into another direction. And Lonely Island also uh, also uh, produced uh, Pen Fifteen, which is this hilarious coming of age comedy series on Hulu. And uh, it's created and stars uh, Maya Erskine and Anna. 
Dana Conkle. And that also kind of gives you an idea of what Palm Springs is about. It's, Does it? I think no. so. I think it's uh, what, <laughs> what I mean by it, 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 it's a sweetness to Palm Springs. And, uh, oh, okay. So uh, let's get into it. Uh, Rich, what's, what's your thoughts on Palm Springs? Uh, it, it grew on me. Uh, I really liked uh, I thought it was just okay after watching it and then just uh, thinking about it more and more and I can't I couldn't deny it it stayed in my head and um, I, I liked it even better uh, just thinking about it so yeah I so agree I'll eventually see it again soon probably so I, I, I liked it yeah I had the same kind of uh, feeling that each time I think about it I, I, I enjoy it more mm-hmm. and uh, I think it's a fun watch I think it's a strong film and I think it has a nice balance of being both an edgy romantic comedy and also this kind of thought-provoking mind teaser. It's not too dark, but it's also not hokey. And I think it's like a really cool summer breeze, you know, if I could describe it that way. Uh, uh, Raymond, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I really enjoyed the movie as well. Um, it's, it's got a really good script. Mm-hmm. And I think the movie was greatly elevated because of uh, uh, Kristen Mil- Milody, Milody and uh, Andy Samberg. I think they were both fantastic in the movie. And I, this was kind of a pretty different role for Andy Samberg because we kind of seen him do like a somewhat serious romantic lead in the past in uh, C- Celeste and Jesse Forever. Mm-hmm. But I, didn't, I personally mm-hmm. didn't really like that movie very much. I thought it was just okay. This was a much, much better film, and this and Andy really, I think, shined in this film. I think he was uh, incredible in it. Yeah. Kristen was fantastic. She was also fantastic earlier this year in uh, uh, episode five of Mythic Quest. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> And um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I had a I had a I had a good time watching the movie. I, my my only complaint is that this is a pretty low budget movie. It's five million dollars, and it's impressive what they were able to do because it does have a pretty high concept, some high concept ideas and and uh, plot mechanics and stuff like that. But I would have really have liked if this movie had been able to explore certain things a bit more. But I know they weren't able to because of limitations. And, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, like there's not there's for example there's not many locations in this film. There's, no. It mostly just takes place in, a, in just a few two three. I won't name them off, but just a couple a couple places. And for this type of concept with this type of idea, I want them to go all out, you know. <laughs> but um, but I, but it's but for what for what they had to with for what they were working with, they made an incredible film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And also, I agree with you, uh, Sandberg, because I think uh, that he is he is acting here. Uh, he. This is not a spoof or caricature. Yeah, he's not playing a man child here. Yeah, this is not, or this is not like an impersonation of somebody else. You know, he, he's playing a fully realized character, and he's doing it quite convincingly. And I haven't seen him in Brooklyn Nine Nine, so I don't know how good he is in that. He's good in it, but he's playing a man child in there. <laughs> <laughs> but I think Pond Springs is probably his best performance to date, and I was really impressed by how. You know, I kind of understood what his character was going through, and that's because of him, you know, his performance. And like you said, Kristen Milioti is probably the MVP of this movie. Uh, her character and her performance kind of elevates this comedy. Her her work makes it more than just a rom-com. It's, a, it's you know, this is a couple getting together, falling in love. But it's also about them overcoming their personal issues and uh, trying to have like a successful, meaningful relationship, which is something that is not always explored in rom-coms. Most of the time it's about the guy getting the girl or vice versa. And this is about uh, 
this is about how to like succeed of of with a relationship, and how to stop it from falling apart. And uh, that's what I really liked about the movie. It's it's a much deeper film than. But let me say this: it's also kind of a Lonely Island movie. So there's a there's a dark <laughs> there's a dark satirical wit about it too. So mm-hmm. it's not very it's not like drama stuff here. Um, it's a very funny movie. Yeah, it's a funny movie. It's probably one of the I would say this is one of the better comedies of the year, and probably Hulu's yeah. best original film to date. And it's a, a it's a great first time first time director experience too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. All right, let's get to grade before we get into some of the spoiler stuff. Uh, Rich, what's your grade on, on Palm Springs? I'm going to give it a B plus. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, I agree with you. I'm going to give this a B plus as well. Every time I keep thinking about it, it's 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 a fun it's a fun movie to think about, you know. And that you don't get that a lot from other movies this year, or you know, or whatever year. Uh, Raymond, what's your grade on, on Palm Springs? I, I give it a seven point seven. Oh, that's, oh pretty, that's pretty, pretty strong. Yeah. All right, so that was our non-spoiler review. Let's now get into spoilers. So from this point on, if uh, if you haven't seen Palm Springs, go check it out. We recommend it. It's on Hulu right now. And uh, so from this point on, it's all spoilers. Just that's your warning. Okay. All right. I just dis- I disagree with you about Andy Samberg. I, I think he was doing a, a Bill Murray impression, but not Groundhog's Day. Oh, really? I, I-, I thought I-, I saw him doing a- an impression like Bill Murray or Chevy Chase. Um, their earlier years, even like 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 uh, Caddyshack, uh, Bill Murray, or I don't, whatever, I don't like, quite agree or, with or that. Meatballs type of thing, right? When, uh, uh, or you know Chevy and you know Chevy, maybe Chevy Chase, early Chevy. I, yeah, I, more I, Chevy, yeah, maybe Chevy Chase. Well, we should mention that this now this is a time loop movie like Groundhog's Day. This is kind of like it's kind of the extension of that movie it's it kind of it doesn't like reinvent the story it kind of uses that time but it has a lot of fun with it and it does it does a lot of um story ideas that i think we would have always liked to have seen in those type of movies but they never but like i said no but i I like chevy james back then and i like bill murray back then and i thought andy did a good job doing that that's what i was just saying that's okay to to me he he reminded me of a a little bit of bill Hader in this movie I don't Bill Bill's a different kind of comedy to me. Well, I, that's what I mean. He, he this was a very kind no, kind of this, ser- serious mean, side I, this was a very serious side His first Andy. introduction in this film. That start, that's the started, only com- that's he, the only comedic moment that he has really. But that's the, the that was the perfect that was the standout version to me because I I totally forgot about the trailer when while watching this movie, mm-hmm. and I, I didn't know. And, and I, I forgot all about the time loop thing. I forgot about the trailer, and once I saw him doing that, I go, "Was he doing Bill Bill Murray impression?" I even I even told this to Mike when I was watching it, and then um, and then you know a couple seconds later, it is Groundhog's Day. It is he is doing it, and I just figured out this was a time loop. That that's how he figured out that you know. He, he was leaping over the guests and stuff like that. And stuff. Yeah, I feel that. But I feel that's the only scene that's like Groundhog's Day or performance performance-wise. That's the only thing that feels like Groundhog's Day from him. Everything else, I think, felt uh, much more s- serious than uh, what we've seen in these co- kind of comedic movies, comedic time loop movies. Yeah, what I like about the movie is kind of they use the Groundhog Day time loop thing as a foundation. And they build sure. on top of it, and this is more kind of interested in exploring the existential issues. You know, the, 
like the time loop scenario really acts as a proxy for purgatory on earth this is kind of more like a purgatory comedy and uh what i like about this movie is that it's less about like transforming yourself into the perfect person or transforming yourself into the perfect partner which is something like uh, Groundhog's Day deals with you know he's trying to be like the perfect boyfriend for a- Andy McDowell's character in that film uh-huh. here it, this is more about like you know trying to so- re- resolve those issues that you have and to be a better person for your partner this is kind of like it's more deeper, I think. <laughs> you know, it, I, that's what I liked about the movie. It's, it really has the, the issue of purgatory. We're stuck in this but kind the, of world. No, the, the the twist for me at the end, or whatever, was and Andy's character wanted to stay in the loop, but with her, uh, with Sarah. Sarah's the one who wanted to leave the loop for for she she's the one who continued to to, to you know <laughs> science, but you know you know yeah yeah it's, she's <laughs> the one who, who who figured out the the. Um, the great escape but it was him who was hoping that they'll eventually get back together so i like that part of it yeah i mean that was that was a different you know take on it and that's that's what i liked about it yeah because like his character niles Andy sandberg's character niles he's he's a miserable schlub you know Mm -hmm. but he never really comes off like brooding which which i liked because he's been doing this for so long. Yeah, yeah. And it's, he he's, even forgot his uh, his job. He's kind of a guy who kind of quit on life. He just quit life in yeah. a way. Yeah, and he kind of accepted this fate that this this cruel fate, and he he's trying to have fun with it. Uh, and uh, that's what also like what they're dealing here. They're, it's a time well. I don't know movie. if he was trying to have fun with it early, early on. It seemed like he just wanted to die. But once he felt, once he found love, you know, then he was like, "Sure, I don't want to lose it." Yeah, yeah. And we should mention that Miliati's character, Sarah, is that her name? Yeah, Sarah. Sarah, she is dragged into this cave where she becomes uh, um, becomes part of the time loop. Right? We should mention that. Yeah, and it was well, like- I guess that the, the time loop happens whenever anybody encounters this cave. Yeah, it's a lot like Lost, <laughs> Lost Cave, <laughs> and. Um, what, what, one of the things that I really liked about this movie was that, yeah, we've had a lot of time loop films before, but I don't think, at least from the ones I've seen, I don't, I've never seen one that had multiple characters going through a time loop at the same time. And I thought that was a really awesome idea. And that's also, you know, that's how we were able to get, you know, what, you know, what Richard really liked about the movie, about, you know, uh, Andy Samberg not wanting to leave and her leaving. Well, you can only get that, you know, having this kind of, yeah. whole um, world of or not world but this whole little I don't know this little extension of life or whatever that's just looping over and over again mm-hmm. yeah um, and I liked how J.K. Simmons was from Irvine <laughs> that's, I think that's the first time I ever heard Irvine mentioned in a movie in a long time. <laughs> Irv- um, Irvine gets some props in this movie mm-hmm. Rich, uh, let me ask you this what would you do if you were Andy Sandberg in this position you know he's a minor wedding guest who finds himself stuck in this time loop in Palm Springs of all places what would you do if you were in his position I'd be Watch in hell because I hate the heat. You stay inside, <laughs> wherever the air conditioning is. Yeah, there's a, there's air conditioning in the hotel. Yeah, I'd be as far as going outside. Forget. I mean, would it be would it be like purgatory? Would it be hell? Would it be or would you have fun with it? Well, I mean, uh, would you try to learn new st- things? Maybe you learn the piano <laughs> or something. I can honestly, person to ask. I can honestly <laughs> say. Uh, 
I did not think about it. <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean, it's, wow. Would you? I mean, maybe you would lounge around the pool then. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. I mean, I mean sure. all right, Raymond. The same question: What would you do if you were in Andy Samberg's position here? You were stuck. You were stuck in a time loop in Palm Springs in this wedding. Well, I probably have fun for the first couple, probably years, <laughs> but after a while. I'd probably get like a, a Kristen Melody, Melody's character and just like kind of want to kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, and that's what's, what's so uh, interesting in this movie is like it's not about just 24 hours. The time loop resets when you fall asleep. So right. if you stay awake for like three days or four days or whatever, how long you could take it, it resets. Mm-hmm. So it's not really it's not really set in a certain time. It's like. As long as you, as long as you exist. Damn, I, that's an idea. That's an idea I would have loved to have them uh, explored, maybe in a gag or something. So, like them just taking a bunch of sleeping uh, medicine to like keep you awake, like in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street or whatever. You know, they don't, they don't want Freddy to get them in their dreams. <laughs> he did. Uh, that, I think that would have been a lot of fun. Uh, Niles, they did are, do that. And he mentioned that he took uh, crystal meth. Uh, is it crystal meth? I yeah. guess I don't know. He, he did mention he took drugs and he drove down to the uh, Ecuador or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, I remember it saying okay. Ecuador, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, like, like if I was in Annie Sandberg's position, I would probably would enjoy it <laughs> for the first couple of days. I would probably, I'd probably like, enjoy it the first couple of years. <laughs> yeah, how, how long do you think Andy Sandberg was? Al- I mean, how long is he stuck in this? I think he was there for a lifetime. I think he was there for a lifetime. I think he was there for like twenty years, <laughs> thirty or thir- forty years, because he forgot he forgot his job. Yeah, he forgot everything about his life. Basically, didn't he also forget his birthday? If I remember correctly, I don't remember. Like he forgot everything. He, he, yeah, I definitely forgot about his like, job. He, how much time has to go by? That was like a prison sentence or something like that, man. Like he was surprised. I think I'm guessing he was at least 25 to 40 years. Hmm. Yeah, I know. I, I I don't know if it was that long. I think it's a, maybe a decade or so. I mean, but um, he was definitely. That's what's cool about the movie. He's already in the in the time loop like for at least 10 years already, and uh, um, I thought that was very interesting. To set it, to set the movie like that right away, and then we go into, you know, the love story. You know, you know what's another thing that I really liked about this movie? Uh, a lot of films have done this, and but I think this one just did it so well and it fit the story perfectly. But I loved how this film consistently kind of switched the perspective from both characters. You know, at one point you're following Andy's character, then you're going back to Kristen and. Um, and then you don't see them for a long time, really. And I, I, I like that. I like, I like how um, there was kind of. I like how they switched the point of views of those characters consistently. And I, yeah, I do like the, the they did have a like a kind of a breakup, and the breakup lasted maybe a year or so or something like that. No, I long enough to become an expert in quantum physics. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it was a long time. Yeah, I mean that's what's so cool about the movie. It. it Time doesn't really exist in this world. There's great. They, you know, once they first fall in love, they have fun with it, and that's a, that's a, also cool to watch. Yeah, you get a crazy montages. Once they break up, uh, it's kind of like he's back getting depressed, and 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 he's back kind of, you know, being miserable again. But for a different reason, because now now he's now he's found love, and it, it's it's a completely different thing. Because when the movie starts off, you know, he's kind of waking up next to a, a woman that. 
you know, he, he oh, doesn't yeah. care about. <laughs> well, they both they both are. Yeah, they're both in their other yeah. relationships, and they're also in relationships that are just dead ends. They're the, they're not going mm-hmm. anywhere. They yeah. don't. They they both have bad uh, past relationships, they're, or they're both bad at being in a relationship. And they find their life partner in the time loop. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you this: Do you? Like the fact that these time loop scenarios have become so popular that they now have become a genre? Uh, well, I really like this concept. And, um, uh, you know, we've, we've gotten a lot of these movies in the past, but usually it's always resolved by the character. And they make fun of this in the film. It's always resolved by the character just like doing something nice or kind of growing up or maturing a bit. Or they just cop out and did what they did in Happy Death Day. <laughs> and... Um, this one actually kind of did it right. I mean, I think it's the first one that kind of did it in a way where it's like, well, that, well, they actually explored, you know, an I- the idea of how, what, how someone would actually escape this in, in a scientific way, if you will. And uh, I, if they keep improving like this, then yeah, sure, let's let's keep getting them, keep giving them to me. I would have liked a little more of uh, J.K. Simmons, and but I did like what what he did in the movie, and and uh, and. Uh, when his character was first introduced, I thought I thought things were going to be a lot crazier than than what it was. I thought um, I thought he was going to be some type of like Grim Reaper hunter oh. or like like um oh, like, like you a, know on, like on the Flash like a Jumanji yeah or something like that or yeah like in the Jumanji guy or like I was thinking how in the Flash how when the Flash messes up with the, with the timeline there's uh, these like oh, okay. these yeah. things that come after him for messing things up. I thought that he that KJK Simmons was something like that. <laughs> But I like w- what he ended up being. I, li- I like how they handled it. And his performance is also very good. I mean, J.K. Simmons is always good. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about Kristen Milioti uh, and her performance. Uh, Rich. At first, I, d- I thought she was just doing uh, okay. I mean, I-, I-, I see a lot of television actors in here. And, um, but so, same with Andy. And, but thinking about it, they, they work good together. And I-, I can't deny it. They're they're. Yeah, Their they performances have great. Work, yeah, they they had chemistry in it. And yeah, they have great chemistry. Yeah. All, although I didn't really like the mon- the quick montages. I mean, uh, that those montages scenes um, were television to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, A little less man on earth. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. And, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, but all in all, they they did a good performance. Uh, Raymond, what's your thoughts on, on uh, Christian Milioti? Yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of hers uh, now, man, because of because of this and because of um, Mythic Quest. I think she's great, and I think she's a really good ro- romantic uh, lead. I guess um, I um, I kind of like to see what what other stuff uh, she could do, though, because I mean, I've mostly just seen her in kind of romantic roles. Oh, and I guess that um, Black Mirror episode. Yeah, yeah. We saw um, me, me and Mike saw a, a television series called A to Z with her, and um, that to me was just very plain to me, also. And mm. yeah, <laughs> no, I, thought, I liked it in that. I liked it in that series. Yeah, but I hated Ben Feldman, and them together was just, uh, you know, it, right. they, they didn't no, help. It's, they, it's those, a, yeah, those two didn't help each other. That's for sure. That's a, yeah, that was a typical kind of network comedy. Stuff, mm-hmm. but I know we did see recently, or not recently, but we, like a couple, like last year, we saw uh, Modern Love on Amazon yes. Prime, which it's a anthology series, and it's basically a kind of relationship uh, series about. It's kind of based on real stories, and she starts it off with the first episode, and she has this uh, 
Yeah, she, she's in the first episode, and she's great, and she's and she's fantastic. I uh, I guess uh, Black Mirror was the one uh, the one episode where I go, wow, who, this is uh, someone who has real talent. Yeah, so she's she's has built a kind of decent uh, resume, and um, yeah, a lot like, better than most of the uh, How I Met Your Mother cast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Raymond, you were saying earlier before we recorded that you had problems with the, how this this movie ended with the J.K. Rowling, uh, J.K. Simmons, J.K. Character. Rowling, <laughs> yeah, J.K. Simmons character. <laughs> yeah, I'll touch on I'll touch on that right now. Uh, but my my problem, I think, what I was bringing up earlier has more to do with um, just the kind of the limitations of you know the budget and just what they were able to work with because this is a, again a, a high concept idea a high concept movie and uh, we, you know they're doing things that we've always wanted to be done in this type of uh, time loop film well it's, uh, what i've always wanted to done like have multiple characters going through it at the same time and if you're uh, there's a lot of stuff i would have liked to have seen in this film but i don't think they were really able to because they had again the limitations like there's not like, like i mentioned this earlier there's not a lot of locations in the film yeah. so everything's very limited and i I was really kind of hoping at some point, like halfway through the movie, I was thinking, oh, okay, Andy Samberg and uh, Kristen Milioti, they're going to get back. Everything's going to get back to normal. But J.K. Simmons' character is going to get stuck in this in this whole world, and he's going to have he's going to have to he's going to end up messing things up. And I was thinking, you know, they're they're going to probably like do this whole big big thing where eventually like maybe everyone at the wending will eventually get to the cave and then you'll have like an entire city of people going through this time loop and i don't know a lot of i thought there was so much that could have been explored with this film but again the limitations the budget and then i get it no i i thought that was a good idea like maybe have the whole wedding party stuck in this time loop we should mention the director max Barbercal and screenwriter andy sierra came up with this kind of uh, story. Actually, I guess Andy Sierra came up with the story. And you could tell that they wanted it to, to be um, a, a, a movie that, kind of a bottle movie, you know, just uh, limited locations and stuff like that and just really have fun with the concept. But I guess what I'm trying to say is I would have liked it if it wasn't a bottle movie and if, you know, you, you had unlimited budget to have fun. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and they were trying to have this contained kind of story about these two characters and... and and I appreciate yeah. that. We should mention that uh, Barbara Cal and Sierra are film buddies, or film school buddies. They knew each other from film oh, school. Okay. That's how they got they met. Uh, I guess Sam, Andy Samberg got on to the project pretty early on, and they developed. A, at one point, it was more sci-fi based, and then I guess when Andy came on, uh, it became more of a comedy. Oh, maybe my idea was originally part of <laughs> originally yeah, part maybe, of the original script. <laughs> maybe, maybe the dinosaurs were more sci-fi based. Oh yeah, me and Richard were also talking about that earlier. Like, oh, yeah, we need to talk yeah, about the dinosaurs. Let's talk about the dinosaurs, dude. <laughs> well, well, let's finish talking. Let's finish about this. Let's finish this first. Though. It's I, I I look. I gotta give props to Barbara Cow because this is a first time feature for him. Both of them actually. It's a really great debut for a couple of uh, young guys here. Uh, what's, your, what's your thoughts? Uh, well, yeah, like I agree with you guys. I think the director did a great job, but I personally was more impressed with the screenplay. I thought the screenplay was uh, fantastic. I thought this was a, a, a great comedic, romantic screenplay. Again, they, 
injected all these kind of high concept time loop ideas in a very cool way. I liked how it would switch perspectives of the characters. I had a lot of fun with it. I think it's a I think it's a great script, and I'm pretty sure you know when they when they were writing it, they were like, okay, we we're gonna write the script, and we know it's we we only have limited locations. We we know we're this is gonna be a small movie. I'm I'm you know, and and they did a great job. I would have probably have tried to written it really big, and then they would have been like, we're not we can't produce this. <laughs> All right, okay, let's go to our like some of the final questions because I I have some questions after watching this film. The dinosaurs. <laughs> Okay, so let's let's get into the, the the dinosaurs. Yeah, the first time we see the dinosaurs, though, uh, the characters are, uh, if I remember correctly, they're doing shrooms. So you 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 immediately think, oh, it's just a gag, right? It's just a little visual gag. Mm -hmm. But when they come back in the end, it's it's really kind of makes you think, like uh, like me and Rich were talking about this earlier. Like, are the dinosaurs in the time loop? Like, what what's going on? <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Were they really there? Were they really there? Like the time loop is, is from the beginning of time. <laughs> As start was started since the beginning of time, and the the, the dinosaurs. Yeah, because they made it. They made it clear those those dinosaurs might not have been hallucinogens. And the fact and the fact that both characters are seeing them at the same time, it's also like what? <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, it's interesting because, like, maybe, it, maybe, like, like, like I was saying, maybe this is purgatory, or maybe this is some kind of uh, uh, off the planet world, or something. Like, maybe it's like Land of the Lost, or something. Uh, you know, or, or the oh. the polar bear and Lost. Yeah, it could be just another throwback to a joke. That well, it is, it is, it it is a joke, but I think uh, you're supposed to also look at it. But but what if, or like, you know, it's also like. Like I, I'm thinking, it has it must have some connection, like with maybe like. Do you guys know anything about quantum physics? <laughs> <laughs> well, we need to find someone who knows something about quantum physics. Ask them about these time loops. What about the dinosaurs, man? The dinosaurs. <laughs> got got to ask Scott Bakula. <laughs> Let me ask you about this. Does J.K. Rollins or J.K. Does J.K. Simmons get out of the time loop? Yes. Oh, well, according to the ending. I mean, I mean does he? That's He's still stuck in the time loop. Yeah, because she no, because uh, she she they she, hint that he she will. Gave, she they gave him a call. Okay, so the idea is like she, they, she blows them up. Uh, Sarah and and mm -hmm. and Niles go into the to the the cave and blows up the cave, and that's supposed to reset the time loop. But J.K. Simmons is still stuck in this uh, alternate world or wherever, and and uh, does that so does that mean he reset? Is he because like. He talks to Anna, uh, no. Andy, Andy Samberg's well, character, and he has no clue who he is at that time. Remember, right? Yeah, because they because, got out of the time loop. Because oh. I mean, yeah, they, they got out of the time, and and you're seeing it through uh, J.K. Simmons' eyes, and that's the first time he's meeting uh, Andy Samberg again for whatever. the first so, time for the last time. <laughs> this is well, yes, yeah, so this is this is there. So yeah, the. This is his first time so meeting they, him. Did, so, so he's 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 out. Okay, so when they blow themselves up in the cave, they resetted the time loop for J.K. Simmons. So this is kind of like yes, his well, first yes. time in the time loop. Is that is that correct? Um. Uh. So maybe maybe it just automatically got out of. Maybe he's already out of the time loop and he's just gonna blow himself up for no reason. Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe she both. Yeah, see, she, yeah, maybe she. No, she. All right. Let's say she woke up at. She just caused the death at, at, at seven o'clock in the morning or whatever. <laughs> she and she and, and she she woke up at seven o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yeah, per usual. And 
and she f- made the phone call right then. Okay. So JK. Wait, hold, on, hold, on, hold, on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Rich, Rich. You're saying that JK is already out of the time loop. Yeah. Everyone's out of the time loop. Okay. But all right. Everyone's out of the time loop. But when she woke up on this this new new date, yeah. She she made her first call to JK Simmons' character and told how? him. But well, how if he's they already, remember but they remember yeah. How big? How can she call? So, but, oh, but that's, that would that's be a new J.K. Simmons. That that's right. That, yeah, that, that would be Andy Samberg doesn't remember at all. That's true. Yeah. That's true. So he's not out yeah. of the time loop. Ah. <laughs> we demand it. We demand a sequel. We demand a sequel. We're, we're just <laughs> I'm sure do we a demand couple. a sequel. <laughs> we demand a short film where it's just J.K. Simmons <laughs> <Yeah>. committing suicide. <laughs> it's almost like uh, alternative timelines here, right? I don't know. Anymore, yeah, I think there's alternative <laughs> timelines. Yeah, I, I mean, look, I have like that's the only thing I had a problem with the movie that it has these kind of loose ends, you know, that that wasn't really tied up that well. I mean, it's open for a lot of interpretations. J.K. Simmons's character, we don't really know what's going on with him. Is he stuck in the time loop? Is he not stuck in the time loop? Adam Sandberg. Hey, they at least ad- they at least addressed it a little bit. They tried. Yeah, they could have just not. They could have just not done that at all. Which would have been totally infuriating too. I mean, uh, yeah, I give them credit for at least trying no, to. No, maybe maybe it wouldn't have been that infuriating because remember, I I was kind of happy with how they ended things with J.K. Simmons' character. His character wanted revenge the entire movie. We see montages of him trying to kill Andy Samberg or killing Andy Samberg in yeah. very uh, graphic ways. Mm-hmm. And then you know, he he just comes kind of comes to terms with it, and he just learns to accept and kind of love this life and to just enjoy every day with his family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I kind of thought that was a pretty nice ending for his character. So if they had, if they would have that, if they would have left that as his ending, I think I would have been okay with it. I don't know if I would be okay with it. I think I would always go, "What happened to J.K. Simmons? You know, <laughs> is he still in the time loop or he's not?" And we, no, you know, you know, still you know what questions. I wonder. No, you know what I wonder. And the very end of the movie, when we saw the dinosaurs for the final time, was that in J.K. Simmons' world or was that in uh, Niall and Sarah's world? That was the final shot of the movie. I think so. Well, you know, like I said, like there, there's some things they, they they left for interpretation, which is a good thing. I found a little bit, I don't know, disappointed that they didn't really tie it up nicely. But I, you know, it's okay. Yeah. No, it's it's a good film, I and mean, it's one of the better time loop movies i mean that's a, that's a good for sure yeah for sure all right so that was uh, uh unless you want to talk uh, anything else about no. uh, past I think we talked uh, about everything right yeah. <laughs> yeah all right so that was our discussion on palm springs we all recommend now on it. hulu <laughs> yeah well check it out right now go 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 check it out it's uh yeah so there we go uh rich tell the people how they could find inside flicks well, they can find us on Apple iTunes. They can find us on Google Podcasts. They can find us on Spotify. They can find us on uh, iHeartRadio. And they can find all our links on InsideFlix.com. And even if you have, uh, you know, Google uh, device, you could even say, hey, Google, <laughs> play me InsideFlix. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Ah, never mind. Cancel this shit. <laughs> All right. So that, uh, uh, yeah. So that was uh, this episode of Inside Flex. We'll be back with a new one real soon. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, take care and be kind to each other. All right. Bye bye.